Oh my god, I can't wait to talk about it. What up, Buzz? You tapped in? Okay, Goose, you tapped in too? All right, Chicago, y'all tapped in? All right, boys, let's crack them. Feel like Mike in the fourth with the ball in my hands and I'm taking a shot. I'm the king in the madhouse on Madison, whether I make it or not. Now the crowd going crazy, they watching the play and I'm watching the clock. Got my shot in the air and the buzzer go off and I'm watching it drop. This team did things, MJ shot city six rings. D-Rose too big, too fast, too strong history. And we good on that, put Jilla on the track and we good on whack. Three, two, one, everybody say bulls on tap, bulls on tap. Our city pretty and gritty. Benny the bull in the crowd getting hyper and litty. Me, I'm so drippy and slippery, nothing offends me. Banners on banners, we winners. We got the stats in the news. Go and subscribe, hang out with Buzzy and Goose. Tapping with us, we the truth. Jilla just murdered the booth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I'm your boy Buzz. I'm joined by my dude Goose, and we're here to talk about a Bulls win, a couple returns. It's the new year. We haven't seen you in a while. I'm going to save the spiel for this one. We're not going to do it. We're going to get right into it. Goose, how was your new year? Actually, one thing, go to OnTapSportsCent.com for our Chicago Sports Literature and Podcasting Needs. It's the only thing. Goose, how, how, how was your new year, or how oh, has awesome. your new year been? Uh, I'm an old, mature adult. I uh, did absolutely nothing this year for New Year's, and I was probably in bed by 1030, so... Uh, nothing exciting to share on that note. Um, how about yourself? I mean, obviously, you've got three kids. Did did you and the girls make it to midnight? Did you have some fun? Yeah, I went up to uh, Monaco, Wisconsin. I cooked uh, steaks over an open fire on some cast iron. Um, I drank a couple Moscow mules my mother-in-law made, drank a couple more beers, and I'm pretty sure I'm not trying to one-up you, but 9.30 was the bedtime for me. Oh, wow. Yeah, 9.30, your boy went night-night. People are like, oh, my God, you didn't even make it to 10 o'clock. I don't fucking care. I'm 32 years old. I'm tired. Well, you did did mention a magic word in my childhood. A lot of core memories just struck when you said Lake Minocqua. We actually, uh, my dad had a cousin who owned a motel on Lake Minocqua. So anytime we had a, like, family reunion on dad's side of the family, uh, just about once a year, we were up at good old Lake Minocqua fishing and doing all that fun stuff. So uh, thank you for uh, triggering the core memory. I'm Kind of disappointed that you were in bed by nine thirty, but I guess I guess that is just kind of kind of your jam. This is the way it fucking goes now, man. This is the way it goes. But let's get into this game. Let's get into the return of Zach Levine. Okay, we we have it from Jake up here on the screen. He missed the game tonight. He wants to rock <laughs> a raw dog style recap on how Zach Levine was in his team chemistry. I'm gonna tell you what I saw. The same guy I saw before the injury. Very passive. He hit six of eleven tonight. He scored fifteen points. He played thirty minutes. He came off the bench. Um, his defense. Yes. Everybody on Twitter talking about his defense. I sure hope he was trying on defense. Um, he's been gone for 17 games. So glad he did that. He looked good goose. Um, Vooch comes back. He, (laughs) he looked like Nikola Vucevic. These guys are veterans. I don't think they're going to be much different than them when they were, if anything, rusty, uh, the performance against a actual competent NBA team, uh, the Bulls would have been absolutely fucking mollywopped. It would have been a horrible performance. Um, I'm sticking to my guns on that, but you know, hopefully Zach Levine, you know, made some people happy with his, with his, uh, his dunk and his three pointer. Uh, how many he hit of those? Uh, Zach hit one. Yeah, one for five. That's I was so I was right. Yes, his one three pointer after passing up on countless open looks, just like he did before the injury took place. 
Goose, the floor is yours. I mean, I'm going to be a little less harsh about the situation you are here. It's um, okay. You're beautiful. I mean, you're, you're, you're not wrong. I mean, it was very much same guy. Uh, seemed a little lighter, a little looser. Seemed kind of maybe fake happy to be out on the floor with his teammates again. Um, interesting to see him and Vooch coming off of the bench. Obviously, as you mentioned, a very shorthanded Charlotte team uh, tonight. We play them again on Monday. So, kind they of lost a- PJ Washington tonight, too. Exactly. So, a shorthanded team that only got more shorthanded, um, kind of tailor made for the return of two of your veteran stars, two of your big three, uh, as we once said. Uh, but like after watching tonight, like you said, I don't, I don't feel that tonight's performance um, uh, from those two would have really impacted uh, much against a team that was actually competent and actually uh, healthy as well. Um, made me kind of just want to trade Vooch as well. Like, was he injured because there's interest around the league? Could could we be so lucky? Um, I don't think that's the case. Um, Dalen Terry hit two threes. Yeah, we can talk. We, we, we could talk about that for a minute, actually. Dalen Terry, hey man, you know what? Stacy said something about him always smiling. I got to give the kid credit. He is always smiling. Look, he, he did some things tonight. Awesome steal in the third quarter. A little behind the back, motherfucking Magic Johnson pass over to Zach Levine for a layup. Huh? I mean, yeah, Dalen had some moments. He got the start tonight. He got the yeah, start he had tonight. some moments in, in a start, and uh, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it. It gave me a little hope of what uh, the the tank team might look like once uh, we we finally reach that destination. Yeah, Michael Walton tweeted that, that out. Is this the tank team? He said Michael Walton did. I was I retweeted him. I thought that was funny as fuck. Um, I mean, and I'd hope to see Demar and Drummond moved with the way that they've played on the contracts that they have. Um, if we we are going that route, so maybe not the full tank squad there. Um, but you know, overall, Zach. I think Zach played well, but I don't think you're going to get anything different. Zach is who he is. Right. Teams around the league know that Zach is who he is, and all you can hope in acquiring him is that giving him a defined role and a defined hierarchy behind a LeBron James or a Steph Curry uh, or somebody of that caliber, that he falls in line and that the um, Olympic mentality of uh, defense is what's going to keep me on the floor and get me on the floor is kind of what he's having for breakfast, lunch, and dinner while giving you – some good catching point three point shooting, which you know Clay Thompson isn't really doing over there so much anymore in Golden State. So maybe that is something we can talk about and look into. Yes, yes. So you know me and my hypothetical trades and and everything like that. So CP three Clay Thompson, right? One of the two are gonna have to make that work in a contract, something like that. I don't know what happens there, but I I, I had an interesting idea, and um, the reason I had this interesting idea is I do not think that the marriage between Steve Kerr and the Warriors is ready to end okay they still have Steph Curry whether we like it or not Draymond Green's going to come in and punch somebody else in the mouth before the end of his career or before he is moved unless he's moved at this deadline with him being out and about at parties when he's supposed to be working on himself I, I mean the guy can go to this, a fucking party. you think this is another clutch tactic is is Draymond throwing 360 haymakers and acting out so he can get traded because he wants to go play with LeBron before his uh his time is up uh you know I mean that I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. LeBron's just got everybody in the league out here acting a fool trying to get to L.A. Yeah, Darvin Ham's about to get fired over there. I'm I'm waiting to see some crazy shit happen with the Lakers. But anyway, back back to the Warriors. You know, Steve Kerr's not ready for that marriage, Jen. Steph Curry is still one of the best players in the NBA. We'll, we both say that right now. There's no doubt about it. He's one of the best players in the NBA. But you have disgruntled 
young talent right now. Two of them, to be exact. Two of them. Oh, yeah. So oh, Jonathan right. Kaminga comes okay. out yesterday and says, I don't understand why I'm being taken out of the game. I do not understand why I'm being removed. I could pass. I could shoot. I could do that. Basically, he called out Steve Kerr for lack, basically saying Steve Kerr's lost faith in him. Um, or he's lost faith in Seeker. I don't know if it was vice versa. Way, but I, I think I think that's a two way street right now. I think they've they've lost faith in each other. Right. So on top of that, another separate report comes out about Moses Moody not being happy. And again, he's a guard over there playing with Steph, playing with Clay, playing with CP3. There's all there's only so much mother. You got Wigan. There's only so much fucking playing time. You know right? what? You know th- this sounds beautiful. It you know, does. If, it it does. Chris Paul, Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, and a protected first down the no, road. No, no, no. You don't even need that. No, just Kaminga no. and Moody. No. Yes. Yes. Fuck it, Goose. Fuck it. The, I know. The, I mean, I, I get. I mean, as as a still deep down Zach Levine homer, I have to hold on to hope of a, of a giant return package. That's Obviously. a pretty big fucking package, though. No, that's dude. a pretty big package. But CP3 is just. He's exactly what he is. I mean, Kaminga's a, a a former fucking what top six pick. Oh man, it was three years ago he was drafted. I need a stat guy. Three years ago he, he was drafted. Two and seven, I believe. Because it was uh, wise. G League Ignite. Kaminga at seven, I believe. Yeah, G League Ignite. You know, Moody's brand new in the league, second year. You know, like right. I mean, it. I mean, I think this it might is be his third, but still, yeah. Is it his third? Anyway. If you're getting restricted free agents that actually have talent for Zach Levine and soon to be expiring salary and Chris Paul, um, if anybody listening to our show watched the Bulls Knicks game, you heard Woj, you heard Stephen A, you heard Bob Myers, who's recently removed from the Golden State front office on what the perception of Zach Levine is. Woj says there's not a market at all. Nobody's calling. Nobody's interested. Stephen A. Smith thinks his contract is so bad that he thinks the Bulls should trade absolutely everybody else with value like DeMar Caruso, Drummond, um, and essentially eat Zach Levine's contract through a rebuild. Whether he plays or not doesn't matter. Um, But that contract to Stephen A. has so much negative value that the only option is to blow the rest of the team up and eat it. And Bob Myers pretty much snickered to the side and laughed all the same and said, yeah, unless Zach Levine magically comes back, shows that he's willing to contribute to winning basketball and is going to be more unselfish, uh, teams around the league aren't really going to offer much uh, in terms of positive value that the Bulls might be looking at a negative return in a deal for Levine. With everything you just said right now, tell me you're inspired by the performance you saw. Inspired, no. Um Content. With I get it. It's his first, I get. I get it's his first game back. I'm, it's you know, his I'm, first game back. He came off the bench. You're playing a bum team. At a certain point, you're up twenty plus points. So, like, I get the the care factor and the involvement isn't there. Uh, but to play thirty minutes and kind of still come short of what your averages are, or not, I guess, what you want in a first game that's kind of put on a tee for you. So, going back then to what you just said once again. And everything that you just reiterated from multiple respected journalists well, and former GM, well, would you pick the deal without a pick? Even even if you don't respect those names, like their opinions themselves, their connections and their sources in the league that give them the confidence to say those kind of things about any player um, have me concerned, at least, especially since that was a national broadcast that they're talking about this on. Um, <laughs> anybody who watches basketball is watching that. Um, and if they're saying that with such confidence, uh, yes, you throw me um, a, a salary that expires sooner than Levine's of a player that 
would probably be a good veteran, has um, a long, lengthy history with Kobe White, uh, back to his teenage years kind of things. I, sure, yes, I do it. I take Jonathan Kaminga, I take Moody. I'd probably even take CP3 and Kaminga and call it a day. Um, yeah, I do that. Yeah, I do that too, probably. You, you know, at this point, with the, with the way the relationship is, the perception of the value, we've put ourselves in a corner where if you can get out of three years out of owing this dude $40 million and you can get a prospect like Kaminga, which you're going to have to pay uh, probably, but luckily Steve Kerr's messed up his uh, time in the NBA so much that you might not have to pay him as much as you would think. So, no, I mean, if that's the best alternative at the end of the day is this trade deadline ticks down, obviously we got 10 days before uh, the Lakers have full availability of their roster to trade, but we've said it from the beginning. We don't want to see Zach end up in L.A. That's like the worst case scenario. Yeah, he's um, the best. I mean, the best player getting back is Austin Reeves, and I think that you know, I mean, and Austin Reeves is a good player. Don't get me wrong. Player. I'm not talking he's shit on player. I, he's not what I want in a return for a star player, and some people would disagree with that. Some people are pretty high on Reeves at this point, um, but I don't think that he really fits with Kobe. And of the two, with Kobe's contract, I'd prefer Kobe. So, um, and I get in rebuild. You don't really start playing that game until the end when, when you can see the light at the end of the tunnel not when you're in darkness you take the talent you can get and you figure it out from there but um given the the outlook the lakers are the last team i want to see that go to because this just feels like it's been scripted um as much as i like i hate even saying that word in uh regards to the nba it it feels very scripted if zach levine ends up a laker for dirt cheap nothing uh, and the Lakers go on to have any kind of success throughout the rest of the season. They play Golden State on uh, January 12th. So what is that, next Friday? Yeah. Yeah, next Friday. So they play Golden State on January 12th. I mean, who, who knows what happens, man. I mean, at the end of the day, it, how everybody perceives it now, most I would say most of the fan base, at least the, the very vocal, angry ones, um, because there's there's a section that, of course, loves Zach and does not want to move on from Zach. So, okay, and for, for that like faction of the fan base, how long do you think Zach Levine's coming off the bench? You think this is just the one game? Oh, yeah, he'll be he'll, he'll be starting against Charlotte on Monday. He'll be okay. starting against Charlotte on Monday. Okay, right, that's, that, that was my assumption as well. Yeah. And I felt that Vooch only came off the bench as well to kind of aid that and like, hey, you're not the only uh, star player we're asking to come off the bench coming back from He injury. was – Listen, Andre Drummond was fantastic during um, Vooch's Vooch time off. Uh, in Vooch's first game, he gets a minute more than Drummond tonight. I mean, Vooch had a better, you know, well, he had 11 points, eight boards, three assists for Vooch. Drummond finishes three for seven from the field, seven points, 10 boards, three blocks. You know, they both added, they were both plus in the plus minus. You know, they, blo- they, they both added. Was, Safety was, was talking that? about them playing did together Zach again. Did Zach contribute to winning tonight? What was his plus minus? Uh, he was plus four. Team plus high four. was DeRozan at plus 18. DeRozan only took 10 shots tonight, then. 36 plus minutes. Plus 18 with 10 shots. Wow, that almost looks and sounds a little bit more like a guy that's more committed to team basketball. 17 points, six assists, three steals for uh, DeMar. I believe that's a season high for him in steals as Kobe well. Had, Kobe broke 20 again at least, right? Uh, Kobe had 22 points, 11 boards, six assists. He did have five turnovers. Very uncharacteristic of Kobe White, especially new form Kobe White. Io 40 minutes. Kobe had 39 minutes. Io had 45 for nine really, for the field. Two for I was three really digging that Kobe Io connection. They've been looking they, good. Their chemistry has been growing. I kind of dig it. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I like what they're doing out there. I mean, I you know, Io is going to be a very good bench piece. You, you, you give me Kobe, Io, Kaminga, 
Pat and Vooch to end the season. I ain't, I ain't mad at it. I mean, you should have some better prospects thrown in there too if Demar and. What do you think about that Siakam shit? I mean, I'm just mad that the Raptors are ahead of us. Like, I heard Golden State was interested in that, in him too. Siakam. I mean, if you're Golden State, I feel like you have to be interested in just about everybody. Steph's run here. I mean, as much as you you would like to think he's going to have a LeBron longevity kind of thing. Um, you, you can't bank on that despite his game not being based on athleticism like LeBron's. So you have to take advantage of this window. Um, and like you said, I don't think they're ready to move on from Kerr. That nostalgia and that, that partnership still a little too strong there. And probably the same thing with Clay. Like CP3 is just a guy that they picked up um, because they didn't want Jordan Poole on their team because they wanted to keep Draymond. So – you know, they very much still have the Splash Brothers in their original Dynasty 3 um, that kind of drafted it, were drafted and grew together um, and created that culture there in Golden State. So um, I, I do expect them, just like the Lakers with LeBron at the end of his rope here, um, to go pretty heavily um, after these things because otherwise you're not going to have happy players. So, yeah. um, but no, I'm not surprised to see Siakam rumored there. I'm, I'm kind of curious just in the sense that it's kind of like Draymond territory. Yeah, well, I, thought, I, I was going to say it's a lot. And it's just about the same guy. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Siakam's got quite a bit better offense. Oh, he's way better offensively. I mean, it's just they play defense, but, the both of them. They're, you know, they, they're a little unconventional for the four position. So, yeah, no. I'm, I mean, I don't really know how that would shake out. But, I mean, at this point, Golden State's got to be pretty open to anything. Do you think Wiggins is going to be on the table, or are they keeping Wiggins? No, I, well, I mean that depends. I mean, you just had a fucking young gun. I mean, this you had a young gun who's been trying to take minutes from Kaminga and Dre, really, as well. Uh, you know, talking out loud. I I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure everybody's available who's not named Steph Curry on that team right now. Okay. Put put some competency around Steph Curry and watch him go running. You know. Um, yeah, I, I just I don't know, man. These these rumors keep popping up, but I still keep thinking the worst is going to happen. Who knows? So I, I, I really uh, like. I guess, back, I guess since we skipped about a week, um, what what was your take on kind of the bull stretch there? Obviously, we we split with Philly in the uh, not necessarily back to back games, but you know, back to back games with Philly um, looked good in the first one. Kind of had you riding that. Oh shit! Is this team actually going to do something? Um, if we do get win now players instead of you know prospects and picks at, at this deadline, and then they come out the following game, and you're quickly reminded, okay, this is not uh, what it's about. And then the next game, they got—I mean, they got absolutely fucking destroyed. Yeah, I mean, destroyed. Back to back nights, they were destroyed. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, that took all wind out of my sales, which hopefully took the wind out of Acme sales. Because... I mean, well, my dude, I didn't really have so much wind. I mean, there was there was at least a, a breeze. We had a we had a four game win streak and then we fell back down to earth pretty quick. No, we came back down to earth pretty quick. I, well, we both we both said on this show was, we know it's not sustainable least... for Kobe White to shoot fucking 50 percent from downtown on that high of value. Correct. And we were correct. Because I mean, that's just what happened for five games. And now he's kind of. Averaged out, and, I, and, and again, he has been nothing but a tremendous leader through the whole process. I love, I love Kobe, it. This is Kobe White's team now. I don't care. Right, 
but I mean, it's just not likely that he is going like to shoot that high of a percentage. Even, even tomorrow, only took ten shots tonight because he knows it's going to be that. Fuck, man! They they look like they they all smile at each other. They're laughing, ha ha ha. Just no one knows who the guy is. No one knows. Yeah, no, and that's I, what that I think you just you just pointed out what the issue here has been since this new version of the big three happened was. No hierarchy was ever established, regardless of how long they played together. Um, DeMar, um, at least from a fan perspective, probably, you know, pulled ahead in terms of the hierarchy. But Zach never accepted it. Vooch never accepted it. And you just had three guys that kind of have all thought this whole entire time that they should be and are the dude. Um, And only really DeMar in my eyes. I mean, Vooch has been forced to take the Kevin Love backseat. Um, but really, only Demar has accepted it and kind of nurtured uh, the young guys, despite the uh, tensions going around the situation in general. Right. I mean, I was looking at some of these fucking stats too. I mean, they they shot the ball seventy four fucking times. That I mean, that they shot the ball only seventy four times and won that game. Charlotte shot it eighty nine times. Like, I. It's the same team, guys. It's the same team. We're just waiting for Zach to be moved. That, that I mean, that's literally it at this point. And and, and for the love of God, Ten give days. me something. Ten days. We'll see. We'll fucking see. Goose, do you have any parting words before we're back on Monday night when we play Charlotte again to boost our record that we really don't – we should not be doing, but we're doing it. Can, can Charlotte get some healthy players so we can actually get some legitimate evaluation of the current situation? Um and not, not only just for us, but for this front office, for every other team's front office, like as, as happy as I was to see that we were trotting Zach Levine back out for his first game to try to boost his trade value against literally like a practice squad. Uh, like this is your warm up team. Um, I, you know, and it wasn't, there wasn't bad results. And I don't know what I was necessarily expecting. I didn't think he was going to come out off the bench and drop 40 and, you know, when, I didn't think that either. I just thought face back over and have the phones ringing off the hook tomorrow because Zach is back and all all the drama and nonsense was nothing. Like it, we got what what I expected tonight, probably about as close to it as I would have expected. Um, so I guess we'll see uh, what we get in round two, which just sucks because you really don't get a feeler. Uh, for what's really going on here when you're playing such a bad team without any Charlotte's not, they're a bad team, but they're neither fucking one horrible. They, well, they have nobody healthy. It's just so crazy how I was watching Hornets basketball for the last two years, just like waiting. I mean, like thinking this team was going to blow up with the you know the young core that they had. And now to look at it now and just be so uh, ravished with injury, it, it's just fucking horrible. But yeah, no, um, I, I pretty much read uh, everything you said. I think you know, I think we've covered this before, but the NBA has no balls. Angelo, Mello, Anzo, no balls. No balls. All ball boys, they're gone with no balls. Oh, my God, how terrible is that? Can't wait for him to come back next year, too, and be the leader point guard in CP3. (laughs) Who knows what the fuck's going to happen here? We'll be back Monday. We talked about it all. Check out the episode. OnTapSportsNet.com is where to go. See you Monday after the Bulls take on Charlotte again. Let's tank.